0: so hi one of the good noise podcast i'm shane i'm glory and we're here with and this is marcus from northland and we're asking some questions to Say about their upcoming album obsidian so congrats on that by the way how do you feel about the response to the announcement so far
1: yeah it's been awesome so far um it's been really exciting to kind of get back into releasing music again after so long and um yeah it's just it's kind of just uh just exciting really just to be getting back into what we love doing yeah
0: definitely and shows on the calendar as well i'm trying to catch you guys in philly
1: (laughs) awesome yeah i can't wait to be coming back to the u.s i mean the last time we were there it was the best time we'd ever had there in terms of you know crowd response and and just general vibe over there so it's kind of a bummer to kind of have to stop touring so suddenly and not be able to get over there um for such a long time so we're really looking forward to it hell yeah
2: For sure. I just want to say we got an advance of the album and it is incredible. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, it's really good.
2: Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, So is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art?
1: Um, I guess the cover art is meant to just kind of reflect the title, which in itself is... um, I guess it's just kind of meant to be... just that idea of something being destroyed and turned to like just this rock <laughs> it turned into this volcanic rock um it just it kind of felt like over the last couple of the couple of years that everything was kind of just turning to crap um and i don't know it, it felt like quite a dark time for me personally just trying to write and trying to navigate through lockdown it felt like quite a tough dark time um and I just think, yeah, Obsidian kind of reflects that and reflects the the songs on the album as well.
0: For sure. For sure. Uh, so speaking of the writing, can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album?
1: Yeah, well, it starts how it usually starts, which is John sending through instrumentals, um, which will kind of change over time, but that kind of gives us the first um, little taste of what we're meant to be doing and what direction we're heading in. But in terms of lyrics and stuff, it was kind of hard to um, know where to take this album. I feel like with our last album, Alien, um, I started getting into yeah very detailed personal stories that um, I I I really enjoyed writing, and I th- I think people related to. But I kind of received a lot of backlash from family and mm-hmm. and people who may yeah, kind of know where the songs are coming from, Um, which, yeah, isn't necessarily fair on their part, but I kind of just felt this weight of, like, I don't really want to keep going into this and causing any pain that I don't need to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, then when it came to this album, it felt really hard to know where to take that, and um, for me, it kind of just ended up being a song, I mean, an album of songs that... We're kind of just talking about that anxiety and that that kind of pressure and that stress and then also just the kind of feelings that I'm sure a lot of people were feeling over the last couple of years through lockdown and everything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Since since you guys went into so many lockdowns and obviously I'm sure you worked on this album through most of lockdown, how did you kind of know when it was time to like finish it, package mm-hmm. it up, send it off to the label because you guys had the open, close, open, close?
1: Yeah, well, we... I think we knew that we had a lot of time to do it. So we actually set ourselves like a deadline and like a time, um, a time where we'd all get together and spend a month in a little studio house. um, And then that would be it. I mean, yeah, I I think, yeah, it can be really easy to get just distracted in the little details and kind of (laughs) want to take forever with it. But um, for us, we kind of, Spent a lot of time writing before we got into the studio. Um, I still had a lot of stuff to do once we got there, but, I mean, just having that preparation time and knowing what your um, goal is and knowing when you have to kind of wrap it all up by, I think that kind of gives you a good amount of pressure that isn't, like, too stressful, but you know you got to get it done. Um, But, yeah, I mean... For us, I feel like we could always keep adding bits and pieces. I'm sure John would love to keep tinkering away at little electronic sounds and Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's little vocal mix stuff that I would like to change. But yeah, for us, we know like when we're going to take it too far and when we need to stop anyway. But that's why we set ourselves a deadline. That's good. (laughs) That's fine.
2: (laughs) And I'd actually like to shift back. You mentioned that you got backlash when you wrote about personal experiences and maybe it was in a lot of detail where people are actually able to pick up what you were talking about. Do you still feel comfortable enough to write about personal experiences, but maybe just not in that much detail?
1: Yeah, I think that's where this album has kind of ended up as well. It's it's not not saying, it's not telling stories of specific events that happened in my childhood or whatever. It's... Mm -hmm. A bit more open and a bit more general, but I think yeah. that also means like people are gonna be able to relate to that in a way that maybe people who hadn't gone through the same stuff that I'd gone through um, and just talked about on Alien, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. no, uh, it's they, not good. they might, um, yeah, relate to this a bit more. But I, yeah, there's definitely still a personal level, a, a personal element, and um, like the first song is also kind of uh, the last last kind of personal personal and detailed song of those experiences um and it's kind of talking about that thing of people having these opinions about these songs i wrote within Mm -hmm. my family but not really understanding but then from that point it's also like well i'm not going to talk about it anymore but i just need to say this last little bit Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. can
0: we meet your cat please
1: yeah yeah i can see you guys are distracted this is yoko (laughs) yoko say hello
2: oh my god it's are, are they a kitten oh uh, a... no
1: she's like seven or eight years old she's wow. just like a bit small
2: yeah oh she's,
1: she's my little kitty
2: i love she popped her out of nowhere oh i was god. like
1: holy shit we have to meet her right now yeah
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: She does this every every time i'm doing press stuff she just jumps on my lap and wants to get involved so I, she
2: loves the spotlight
1: Yeah, she wants to do it more than I do. I
0: I totally get it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it.
1: Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, let me have a quick think about that.
2: Mm -hmm. A lot of lyrics.
1: Yes, there are. I mean, there's a lot of lyrics that I'm really proud of just because of how – yeah, I don't know, just – I feel like I really worked on my, my lyric writing this album, um, in terms of, yeah, just trying to expand, expand my metaphorical writing a bit more and a bit more, uh, yeah, get out of the personal vibes. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: While you're thinking of that, I want to ask, because you said uh, you had to switch from writing about personal experiences to more of a metaphorical writing process. Was that like a good thing? Were you happy that you kind of had to force yourself into that realm versus just writing like pure, I guess?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it was kind of exciting, to be honest, to try and do something different, um, Mm -hmm. because I think that's how I've always written has been really personal. Whereas. Yeah, I think I was just listening to a lot of music through lockdown that was, um, yeah, super metaphorical or like yeah. use these really cool stories to tell a different thing, um, mm-hmm. which is something that I always really connected with. Um, that's not. A, uh, I was going to say something about Zen, which is probably one of my favorite songs, but I'll, I'll probably go into s- Cypher for the lyrics because oh. there's just a lot of Matrix references in that. <laughs> mm-hmm. That aren't really like too on the nose but if you're like know what you're looking for are kind of cool like um i don't know no one which is like one in uh no one no prodigy will speak for me so no one is meant to mean like the one neo (laughs) mm
2: -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. Um, but then again that whole song is also meant to be this idea of like um if we were in the matrix or whatever we're in right now I would rather be in like something not real that was like perfect than in this kind of real world that's a bit of a mess. And that was kind yeah. of the the metaphor that connects this uh uh this uh, song about the matrix to our world, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay.
0: That makes sense. But yeah, there's
1: this, there's a lot of lyrics to that that are kind of referencing little bits about the matrix, I guess, <laughs> that like stoked about. But there's definitely there's more than that. I just I was just like reading that yesterday. Um and being like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. That's safe. Yeah. All
2: right. Yeah. Speaking of the Matrix, I know a new one just came out. What did you think of it? Because I, I just like to hear your your opinion.
1: This is really funny. This will be, I think, the third interview I've done where I've like done a, a little makeshift Matrix review. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Which is fine. I'll, I'll I'll promote the Matrix. Um, yeah. So this is what my thoughts are. I really enjoyed it, and I know a lot of people okay. didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The thing that I've always gotten out of the Matrix is that if you were to just watch watch the movie as just like an action sci-fi movie, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about like the original trilogy or the original Matrix. If you look yeah. at that just as like a sci-fi action movie, like, yeah, this is sick. Mm-hmm. But if you like go in deep and look at all the details of everything, there's so much more to like learn about. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, there's, there's definitely a deeper message to the Matrix movies. Um And I found that with this new one as well, even though maybe like the fight scenes weren't as like technically cool as the Mm -hmm. old ones, I thought the story itself was um, like really interesting because it's this idea like you can kind of look deeper beyond everything and look into the little detail of everything and see that there is deeper meaning. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you want to just look at it as a surface level yeah action movie, then that is there as well which I think The Matrix has always done really well. It's like if people really want to dive deep into the lore of that, then they can.
2: That was good. I like that. All right. I
1: understand not everyone is into it, but if you want to dive deep, there's definitely something there.
2: You got a point. Good review. (laughs) Uh, Three and a half
1: thoughts. (laughs) 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 Out of Uh ten? (laughs) Out of fire, we'll get out of fire.
2: <laughs> oh, I was like, wow,
0: <laughs> Um, so back to your album. Uh how did the track list for the album come about? Did you write the opener be the opener, closer be a closer? Did you shuffle around, see what fits? What was that process like?
1: Um, yeah, there were definitely songs that we knew kind of where we wanted them on the album before they even had vocals on them. So like, yeah, Clarity we always had in mind as being like an intro song. Mm-hmm. Um but in that in that sense though everything kind of happened really naturally where yeah like say for clarity that was the last song i kind of wrote in the same theme of alien Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of interesting that it was the first song so yeah it's like the it's like the last thing you'll hear from alien is the first song on this album and then we go into this new kind of uh journey um but yeah then with everything else i feel like it just all kind of happened really naturally i I i think we're usually we're usually really tough at trying to figure out the right track listing and we'll always just back and forth over it for so long and never know exactly if it's right. Um, yeah, we're never quite sure. But with this one, it kind of just happened naturally where all the songs kind of flowed into each other and even though they're not telling you know, like a, a detailed story, they felt like they flowed in in a way that was telling something. It was kind of revealing... Um, Just different feelings and different emotions of kind of dealing with, um, you know, anxiety and stress and and depression and stuff.
0: I'm glad this one was more natural because you guys could have absolutely driven yourself nuts during the pandemic, just shuffling track lists every day.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely, yeah, it would have definitely been days during the pandemic where we were just overthinking everything, especially when we're in the studio as well. We're just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But. Yeah, I think we've, we've managed to come out of it pretty good and, and not too, too stressed. <laughs> I think we were able to create something that we're really happy with and really proud of, but like weren't f- feeling like we were forced to do it or like we had to kind of make to- use of time. Like it all kind of happened really naturally. So that's really good. happy about that. <laughs> that's
2: good. Uh, so would you be able to tell us where Headspace is at while you were writing this album?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was in quite a negative place, I think, um, like writing. And even in the studio, I think I was just really feeling feeling the impact of, yeah, like a year's lockdown at that point um, mm-hmm. and kind of this not knowing what the future holds kind of feeling. Um, yeah, I was really, really struggling with that. And I think it kind of brought up a lot of doubt in myself about what i want to be doing as well like mm-hmm. i think there was a part of me that was like do i even want to be like in a band anymore do i even want to be writing like metal anymore do i want to be doing whatever i think there was just so much doubt and and, and fear of like what's going to happen that um yeah i was in quite a rough headspace to be honest and going into the studio i kind of i kind of had to like lay all that out for the guys and let them know how i've been going and that i needed to kind of Just let some stuff off my chest before I could really get into recording and and finishing off the album. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like usually with uh, writing an album or writing music, it's always been a matter of, yeah, maybe I'll stress out about it for a while leading up to it, but then I'll get into the studio or it'll be all done and I'll be really proud of what we've done. I'll be like, oh, awesome. that. I just need to do that and get that done and it's this like weight off my shoulders. But mm-hmm. with this album I feel like because there was no kind of clue what the future holds and and where we we're going to end up once the album was done. Um yeah, it was just kind of not quite that therapeutic and I was just kind of stressing a lot. <laughs> but um yeah. but now that we've had some time outside of it I'm I'm really proud of it, but it was just such a hard thing to wrap my head around not knowing what was What was my purpose for doing this right now, if there's no like clue what the future is going to hold? yeah
0: yeah, that makes sense wow. Well, I hope you're feeling better about everything now
1: mm-hmm. yeah, now now that everything's getting back to normal, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, it's all good doing <laughs> like, exactly. things yeah. I was just panicking, but um you know it's 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 easy for that to happen. I mean, yeah, no one knew it was going to happen, no one knew when live shows were going to come back, if they were going to come back in the next couple of years like. It was so up in the air for so long, and we were just kind of crossing our fingers. So I'm just glad that it's all kind of getting back to normal slowly. Definitely. Yeah.
2: Uh,
0: So, how do you uh, recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they do it in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on? Is it a workout album, party album? What do you personally recommend?
1: That's a good one. Thank you. That's definitely a, I think it's, it's a big hi fi, like a big stereo system deal and probably with your friends maybe a dance party vibe yeah, because i feel like there is a lot of yeah just dancey vibe mm-hmm. for yeah. the four songs um but that being said there's a lot of heavy stuff too but it's definitely an album that should be listened to loud and um and should be party to in a way <laughs> even though the, even though the lyrics aren't really party the, the vibe of it's very just like upbeat and i think there's like a lot of fun in the music itself so loud from start to finish with your friends <laughs> all right perfect
2: yeah. i love that right, so this one should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words no more no less
1: okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh depressing okay uh melancholy
2: okay
1: <gasps> hey, Yoko, yoko's knocking stuff over uh, oh come on <laughs> Anxious, yeah. Anxious. that yeah. Depressing, anxious, mm-hmm. miserable. It's just kind of yeah, sad. Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: You could use it's one hard. word to sum that up.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So, in that same train of thought, but with not as much pressure, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want your listeners to have while going through the album?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I guess even though the album is like about that kind of anxiety and stress and depression and stuff i mean the thing i would want people to take out of it or whatever was just to be that we're all going through the same thing um and that doesn't necessarily mean there's positivity in that (laughs) Mm -hmm. it just means like that we like there is some comfort in knowing that everyone had to struggle through some pretty rough stuff over the last couple of years and that um it doesn't really matter who you are but we've all had to f- figure out how to navigate through a really rough time. Um, and, and yeah, I just, I just hope people can connect to that in some way. Um, even though it would be very different to my experience. I think there's still a lot to kind of attach to with this album. For sure. 100%. All
2: right? So what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this record?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um Well, actually it's, there's a kind of this turnaround point where we're in the studio um, where yeah, I was kind of, yeah, like I was saying, stressing out about writing and wasn't, I was kind of hitting a wall. Mm. Um, And yeah, that was when I kind of sat the guys down and just told them how I was feeling. Um, And we just had this big chat and had a bit of a cry and whatever. Um, But then uh, we all got into, we had like this hot tub spa jacuzzi thing at oh, the uh, studio and we all just jumped in there got some beers and just like sat around listening to music and just talking for ages um and we ended up listening to i forgot the artist it's a song it's a song called who says um and it's like this is kind of a dancey kind of club track from the 90s and mm-hmm. john put it on and we were just like what is this this is silly it's it's just like it's just this guy like naming towns or cities he's like new york and la oh yeah 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 (sighs) whatever song that is um we're listening to that and that we're like this is kind of cool maybe we should try and do something like this for um the song that is now is this a test um, and that's where like the in- inspiration for this kind of like three-line um, lyric that's kind of repetitive and gets stuck in your head but isn't like too much for people to consume. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like, yeah, let's try something like that for, oh my gosh, get off, yeah, go. let's try that for this song, for Cyberduf, Now Is This A Test. Um, and that's just this memory of us just all like giggling in, in the spa. <laughs> Just like coming up with this idea for um, one of our songs by listening to this other song. So, um, yeah, I just remember that. And it just felt like a good release after having this like emotional moment. It was like, okay, we're all good and we're all here for each other. and We're all listening. Now let's just have fun and mm-hmm. be dumb in the, in the jacuzzi. <laughs> that's super sick.
2: I love that. Yeah, that's good.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: so picture this here on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice?
1: Oh, yeah. I've actually been missing the snack, snack stop um, at, the, at the service station. Um, usually when I'm in the UK, I'll have this specific type of uh, like crinkle cut chips called Riffles. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like them. I like uh, Reese's Put- Peanut Butter Cups a lot. Usually when we're in the US, I get them. Nerds. Yep. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like a sweet tooth, so I get lots of c- dumb crap like that. Nerds and lots of Wonka stuff. Actually, no, is it Wonka? Th- is it Wonka th- in in the U.S.? Because yeah, What if it isn't Wonka here. Yeah. Just-
2: um. Yeah, like like yeah, Wonka, like Willy Wonka type stuff. Yeah, like
1: like Gobstoppers and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, okay, yeah we yeah. have plenty of that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah, no, not just the movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Have, you, have you guys seen those movies in America? Um, yeah. yeah, so I getting a lot of that stuff. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, when when you guys are in the US, do you go to Wawa? We're we're from the tri-state area, so I gotta ask. Yeah. What is Wawa?
2: <gasps> it's like a gas station and food market hybrid
0: and they make like sandwiches and hoagies yeah hoagies and burgers and pastas and you guys got to do it next time you gotta go
1: yeah only wait what's the what's the thing with the no that's somewhere else what's the thing with the chipmunk or whatever the
2: oh that's the one that's in texas that's the texas
1: one that's that's Bucky. that's right I've, Mm -hmm. i've been there but i've not heard of wawas there's a yeah. bar here called yaya so i'm like uh. <laughs> no, but it's, no, it's no, very no.
0: much like a new jersey and philly thing so the next time you guys are in philly over the summer you have to go oh
1: Life yeah changing okay. awesome it is. all right I'll, I'll make sure to do that okay. i've been definitely i think there's been a bunch of places in australia that have been starting to do like legit legit ish philly cheesesteaks so i'm really looking Ooh. forward to getting back to to philly and trying like a real one again Hell yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah sure
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? Oh,
1: mm-hmm. um, oh no. Sorry, um, Yoko took my headphones out one sec. Oh. <laughs> um, probably, like, a pasta dish. <laughs> okay. okay. I, don't, I don't know, to be honest. I, I think we're... Actually, no, we'd probably be... We'd be like, we'd be like a bunch of tacos, yeah. Ooh. That's good, with all different ingredients.
2: Oh, so each taco is different.
1: Yeah, so I'd probably be like a halloumi taco. Mm. Uh, Josh would be, yeah, like a grilled tofu taco guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know about everyone else. Actually, those are just the two I would know. But I think tacos are good. We all like tacos and Mexican foods, so.
0: That's a good answer. That's very good. Um, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? We really like food on this podcast.
1: Yeah. That's good. I like talking about food. Possibly um, more than music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like um, Five Guys. Just like a big, like a giant fountain coke. i'm a simple man really like just give me like a really nice last burger and like a cold (laughs) coca-cola i'll be really happy
0: and then then you could get the fries and they put too many in the bag and you could eat all of them and pay no consequence
1: that's the thing yeah make sure there's like the whole that would be it that's just a whole bag of five guys fries Mm -hmm. with a burger and a coke and i'm happy i'm happy to die <laughs>
2: oh yeah. for sure. <laughs> Wait, but are you a Cajun fries or a regular fries?
1: Honestly, I kind of prefer the regular ones, but I don't mind the Cajun every now and then. Okay. I feel like Cajun every time is a bit much. It sometimes is. Sometimes you just need like the the plain the plain chippies with your with your burger to counteract that. But when you get the Cajun, you're like,
2: <sighs> it's too much. <laughs>
1: it's way too much. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live?
1: Oh, fictional world. That's a really good one. Thank you. Probably The Matrix, I guess, right? I was thinking that, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Even though that's probably not that fun, because it just feels like the real world. So, Mm -hmm. probably not The Matrix. (laughs) I
2: mean, but you could be aware of it. But just still. Maybe
1: if I was like, um, yeah... I don't know because I feel like there is like that catch where if you're in the matrix then you know or you don't know you're in the matrix but if you're out of it then you know it's all fake and you're not content with that so mm. that's a tough one. So I'm going to say uh, the Detective Pikachu world. That's
2: good. Oh that's a good pick. Yeah. Just that's a, good. There'd
1: be Pokemon wandering around everywhere and making me like sushi and stuff that'd be sick. So true.
2: That would be, that's
1: a dream. <laughs> um, so
0: I have down there asking the last question, and every single person we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color?
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> the
0: important down. question. Yeah,
2: it's very important.
1: Uh, I'm gonna say ocean blue. That's good. Ooh. When I was younger, it was just general blue. But yeah I've gotten a bit more specific as I've gotten older. I kinda like that uh <laughs> I like that um that reflective blue kind of colour that is a bit shiny I don't know ocean blue <laughs> that's good yeah all right that's good
0: <laughs> um so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug
1: uh I mean yeah besides the album coming out or out on twenty second of April
0: it'll be out by on- now, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, not too much, yeah. I mean, listen to the album, and we'll see you on the uh, US tour that we've just announced uh, with Silent Planet. And um, who's opening that again? I've just avoid. mind blank. Thank you, Avoid, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> there's one unannounced opener. <laughs> and there's a an mystery unannounced one, yeah. Imagine I just leaked that out of nowhere. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> would have been awesome, <laughs> I really yeah. want to know. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, besides that, yeah. I mean, just listen to the album. We'll see you in uh july august and um yeah look forward to it
0: oh yeah all right Uh, well thank you for now this has been marcus from north lane and we have been the good noise podcast